0: In 1665, when the plague hit Cambridge, Sir Isaac Newton socially isolated himself 50 miles away for a year and a half, and he had the most productive season of his life. Shakespeare's London was constantly plagued by the plague when they too practiced social distancing. And in 1606 alone, Shakespeare wrote King Lear, Macbeth, and Antony and Cleopatra. There's so much opportunity for creativity this year. Now, this is not to put pressure on you. Last week, I looked at creative Jesus in John 1, and today I want to look at creative Jesus in John 2. And this creativity is not about productivity in a pandemic, but a quality of life that Jesus creates. When Jesus turns water into wine at such volume, the wine's quantity is also about quality. That, yes, the wine itself is the best wine, but there's so much of it, an abundance. Jesus is the creator of life, and, and not mere existence, but life in all its fullness. You and I were made for more than mere existence. As we look to the year ahead with a mixture of anticipation and trepidation, how can you and I live a life more abundant and free? how can you position yourself for God's creative power to flow through your life or firstly go to Jesus with your need we read in verse 3 that when the wine was gone Jesus mother said to him they have no more wine may seem like a first world problem but it's not or weddings in this society are even more charged with, with meaning and honour that they are in today's society. And it's all on the groom to provide, to, to keep the party going and to start his marriage on the right foot. This groom has a great need. I wonder what your need is right now. The, the Greek for run out of wine in verse 3 means literally to, to fall short, to be deficient, to lack. And he has run out of wine. What have you run out of? Patience? Hope? Financial security? Maybe you feel poor in spirit. And maybe you've run out of a passion for Jesus. Well, bring your need to Jesus. We read uh, before in verse 46 in the previous chapter that question can anything good come from Nazareth? And however hopeless your situation may feel, God, he creates something out of nothing. He did this at the beginning of creation, and he takes my little life and your little life, and he does more than we could ever ask or even imagine. At the the end of the passage, John says that because of this miraculous sign, Jesus revealed his glory. And your need is an opportunity for Jesus to reveal his glory. When I was working at another church, we put on a Christmas day lunch for people that were sleeping rough or wouldn't have otherwise had a place to go to on Christmas day. And we catered for 260 people. And when 450 people showed up, well, someone began praying and everyone was fed plus leftovers. I wonder if that reminds you of anyone. And that's the the second thing, that when we go to Jesus with our need, we can expect an abundance, like the abundance we had at that lunch. Abundance is is not a dirty word. You may think that's a really insensitive thing to say during a pandemic, but it's even more important to say this during a pandemic. I've known what it is to be right down to the wire in being able to pay the bills, and life is, is often bittersweet, traveling along the, the twin tracks of battle and blessing. The sense of battle and blessing, that has been my experience this week. And I have my scars, you have yours. And we are the people of the cross as well as the resurrection. But last week I spoke about being children of God. Abundance is your inheritance. Paul writes He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Whatever it is, Jesus knows exactly what you need, and he always goes above and beyond. I know that we live in cynical times. And this is going to be confronting if you're stuck in a rut right now, thinking the way things are for me, this is just the way things will always be for me. But a scarcity mindset this year will not do. We've had scarcity mindsets well before we stashed and hoarded Lou roll and Tagliatelli. It's that question, will I have enough? But coronavirus or no coronavirus, Jesus is still the creator of abundance, creating abundance wherever he goes. We can expect abundance because Jesus is more than enough. When Jesus says, my hour has not yet come, he will use this sign to point to the cross. In verse six, we read, nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 80 to 120 liters. The wine is the sign. And what does this sign point to? we see six jars. And, and seven is the number of perfection, and Jesus is our fulfillment. He is more than enough. And these are jars used for ceremonial washing. But Jesus will die on the cross and be the sufficient sacrifice to make you and me clean. You've been washed clean already, because Jesus is more than enough. You might think, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. Jesus couldn't cover that, the shame that I feel how about the equivalent of a thousand bottles of wine more than enough where we read in verse three that that we fall short that we are deficient we see in verse seven that that jesus fills completely because jesus is more than enough we see in verses six to nine here that that jesus he covers the groom's shame and, and the groom gets the credit and this is a full taste of the cross So those ritual, ceremonial jars, well, Jesus is saying, you won't need those anymore. Those jars aren't needed for ceremony. They can be used for celebration instead. The law is fulfilled and grace has come. He saved the best wine until now. I love what it says in the prayer book. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than either we desire or deserve pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy he is kind and he is generous in John the the sign is wine and that is what wine symbolizes in the Bible celebration joy abundance God is wanting to pour out new wine into your life and so be filled to the brim with the Spirit I know that Abundance doesn't sit well with with not being showy or moderation, but Jesus here is not being moderate or miserly. This year, settling for less, being half-hearted, and half-measures are not going to cut it. When fullness is on offer, no, no, fill the jars to the brim. And like the wine, God is pouring himself out. If you're going to give out, if you're going to overflow, you need to be filled at least to the brim. So that when you get knocked, you spill the creative life of Jesus particularly at a time when we can't sing out. My, my sense is God is saying, breathe in, drink in the life of the creator spirit. Don't be content with taking a little sip once in a while, but go on being filled, filled to the brim, and rivers of living water will flow from you. Whatever the need you, you see around you, Jesus is more than enough. There is no situation, no problem, no global pandemic too big, for God to break out in abundance. And finally, right at the very heart of this, smack bang in the middle of our passage. We read in verse 5 that Jesus' mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. As ever. Mother Mary speaking words of wisdom. Do whatever Jesus tells you. That's why we've restarted HTC Daily every morning. You can catch up on the podcast if you like, if you can't make it. But I can't think of a better way to start your day, to go to God with your needs and to listen to whatever he's telling you to do. But I get it. Obedience isn't trendy. I wonder if you saw this about French wine being turned into hand sanitizer at the moment. I think that's often what we think about obedience. Something fun turned into something we know is good for us, but at the same time is a little bit boring. For, for some reason, we think Jesus wants to spoil your fun and we'll get FOMO, fear of missing out. But I want to put a little holy FOMO into you. Don't miss out on what Jesus has for you this year. Because obedience leads to Abundance. Notice that, that when the servants do what Jesus tells them to do, that this is the moment that heaven invades earth. It's also the moment that Jesus is having fun at a party. The first inbreaking of the kingdom was, was not a healing, but Jesus having fun at a party. C.S. Lewis said that joy is the serious business of heaven, turning the groom's shame into joy. And that's what Jesus came for. And Jesus is right at the very centre of fun. Neurobiologists have discovered that while most of the brain's development stops through childhood, there is one location in the right orbital prefrontal cortex that has the ability to grow. And it's called the joy centre. It regulates pain, emotion and immunity. It helps stop us filling voids and helps us to be Ourselves. Jesus created you for joy. When Jesus said, I came to give you life in all its fullness, I can't see in the fine print him saying, except in a global pandemic. It turns out joy is vital for you right now, more than ever before. And as one of your pastors, I will not let you settle for less. I am duty bound to call you to joy. For some of you, that will be defiant joy. But know that Jesus is so invested in your eternal joy that he died for you. And here, his first miracle, the first inbreaking of the kingdom of heaven, is a foretaste of heaven, the eternal banquet for us and Jesus. And we'll taste wine that makes Neuf de pât taste like dishwater. Jesus doesn't water down your wine. He winds up your water. He's your saviour and your sommelier. And the way to experience joy is obedience. Mary says, do whatever Jesus tells you. And she says this to the servants. They live to serve. But God has always been more interested in our obedience than our sacrifice. Jesus has provided the sacrifice. What God is looking for is obedience. Obedience is Jesus' love language. I'm the vine, you are the branches, he says. And Jesus wants us to be abundant far more than we do. He, he, he just says, stay in me, keep with me, obey me, and you will bear much fruit. The vision of our church is, is every life bearing fruit for Jesus. And in COVID, we're not going to water down the vision of this church. No, we're going to wind it up. An abundance of fruit. In obedience, there is abundance, there is freedom, there is joy. Joy because joy is located in relationship, in Jesus. I said last week that you are only recreated in relationship. Abundance is not ultimately about an abundance of stuff. But as you abandon yourself to Jesus and do whatever he tells you, as you abandon yourself to him, you get an abundance. He is more than enough to satisfy your deepest cravings and longings in a way that nothing else can, not properly, not completely. Because Jesus is more than enough. And you never know what Jesus will do. Everyone brings out the best wine first, but Jesus is not like everyone else. Expect the unexpected. Jesus, he challenges the wisdom of the world. And just like Mary says, do whatever Jesus tells you. However odd it may seem. Building an ark in the desert. Pouring water into ceremonial jars. Inviting people over for Christmas lunch. What is Jesus telling you to do? Do whatever Jesus tells you. It might not be easy. But it is as simple as doing whatever Jesus says. He poured out his life for you. You can trust him. So. Expect Jesus' power this year. Not a little but a lot. We are going to see the miraculous signs and wonders. People are going to wonder at the cross. They are going to see and taste and experience that Jesus is more than enough. We see just like in verse 11, they are going to believe in him. And we know that from last week, believing in him means they too will be recreated as children of God. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are going to see an abundance, a quantity of life and a quality of life created by Jesus brimming from my life and your life. Anything is possible with this creative Jesus who goes on creating and saves the best until last.